CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition to Every Man and Answer as we wrap up this week. Looking forward to answering some questions with all of you, as we always do, as we set this time aside every weekday afternoon to do that very thing. And so if you've been reading your Bible, wondering what's going on in the world, uh, someone's asked you a difficult question, well, that's why we're here to do our very best to answer those questions for you. Because again, there's so many things going on right now. We want to be able to give people good answers and you yourself to have a good, solid foundation in your relationship with God. If you're in the Southern Idaho area, I'd like to invite you to church on Sunday. Starts at 10 o'clock in person at the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls. And if you're unable to attend in person, you can pick it up on the radio or on the internet anywhere in the world uh, at uh, 10.30 Mountain Time. We're going through the book of Acts, chapter 19. We're going to be studying about the seven sons of Sceva, vagabond exorcist Jews that went around casting demons out of people, or at least trying, and what happens to people who talk the talk, but they don't have that relationship with God. That's this Sunday, Acts 19, River Christian Fellowship, 10 o'clock in person, 10.30 on the radio and on the internet. And again, we are... We're uh, just really glad that uh, you're with us today. 8888-ASK-CSN is the number to call if you want to be part of the program today. And I think, I think we're going to go and we have with us Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute. Hi and welcome, Brad. Oh, hi there. Great to be on the program. Good to see you and glad you're with us. Looking forward to answering some questions with you. Lots of things going on. Uh, Every once in a while, I have people write me and say, Mike, you shouldn't talk about politics. What Old Testament prophet didn't? John the Baptist did. Jesus did. Uh, You have uh, Elijah going after Ahab and Jezebel. You have Jeremiah going after the, the nation of Israel for their wickedness. Who didn't? I believe personally much of the problems in the United States right now are a direct result of two things. Number one, churches not teaching the entirety of God's Word. And number two, uh, ministers not addressing the depraved condition of our nation. To sit there and just for nickels and noses, deliberately soft-pedal what the truth of God's word is. And then if anybody says anything about it, oh, well, you, you, you can't say anything like that. Well, as a matter of fact, you can. What does the Bible say about LGBTQ+. Read Romans chapter 1. Wow. Now, there's something interesting. How can we call ourselves Christians if we say, as Jesus taught the disciples to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When we examine what God's kingdom is like and how God's going to judge the world someday, we say, well, no, I I really dig on that fire insurance. But, you know, as far as anything changing my political point, like the Bible, well, we don't want to talk about that because I have a Christianity in my liking. 
It, it doesn't reflect the kingdom of God. It reflects my kingdom. And after all, it's all about me, baby, ain't it? That's what's happened to our churches today. You want to know about teachers having, uh, uh, people heaping up teachers having itching ears? Wow, look at what we find going on. Pastors don't teach Bible anymore. They're life coaches or, or motivational speakers or how to slip Jesus in your pocket and climb to the top. Well, see, that's the problem, everyone. Meanwhile, our nation is dying. And the reason it dies, as the Bible says, wickedness tears down people. It enslaves people. Righteousness exalts a nation. Unity exalts a nation. When you hear the, these lunatics on the radio, newspaper, diversity is our strength. No, no, actually diversity is the end of a nation, everyone. United States of America. Wow, what a novel concept. You see, this is where we're at. So I appreciate, I understand why people say things like that because they maybe don't completely understand how important it is that the Word of God not only changes us, but it's what our country, our foundational principles were based on. You know, Brad, you're an attorney and... uh, you, you deal with uh, all kinds of, of um, irrational exercise of the law on private citizens. You represent people like me and churches and other groups for free against a tyrannical government. What do you see everything going right now? I mean, you live in California. They're on the verge of passing a law that if your five-year-old daughter or son says, I, I think I want to be a girl, and you have any say about it, that that they will come in and take your children? I mean, is this really real? Yeah, it, it is really real. In fact, we at Pacific Justice Institute have had uh, several of these kinds of cases we had to get involved in to protect a child from being taken or already taken and try to get get the, get the child given back to the parents simply because the parents have Christian beliefs and values when it comes to um, same-sex marriage or uh, trying to, quote-unquote, change your gender. Uh, you know, they have children that are confused, being misled, being maybe coerced by their teachers and the public school agenda. And so we've had to step in and, and protect them. Well, now uh, it's going to be codified if the Governor Gavin Newsom signs this pending bill into law. It's It's horrific. It passed the state assembly, the state senate, and it would uh, make it so that so government can take your child away from you if you're not, if you have a Christian worldview and are not willing to promote and affirm, not just even be neutral, but actually affirm gender confusion or same-sex sex, sex acts or sexual activity. Uh, this is where we're at. It also would, uh, you know, when you have a divorce uh, situation, it would also tell the judge, uh, judge, you give the kids to the parent that has no problem with having the, their child's personal body parts cut off and mutilated in order to change their gender. The parent that is in favor of that and, and or same-sex sex acts, that's, that's the parent you have to give the kids to. So it's going to tie the hands of judges who want to do what's really truly in the child's best interest. It's, it's really horrific. And so we were waiting for it. If it passes, you can be assured we at PJI 
stand ready to to challenge it as a violation of the fundamental rights of parents uh, when we get a, a client wishing to for us to do so. Wow, incredible things, things you wouldn't even believe yeah. a year ago uh, would be happening now. And uh, again, uh, as we watch as Americans, our freedoms evaporate to be controlled by the state rather than by you being governed by God, one nation under God, not under a dictatorial uh, government. We need to be very, very careful. The things lost, you'll never, ever get back again. We need to be mindful of the days we're in. You know, Brad, again, uh, you got any cases going on right now, and then we're going to go to the phones. We, uh, we've got a, quite a few waiting there. Any, any last things there you might want to mention to us? Well, I, I appreciate that uh, that opportunity. Uh, yeah, I can just say we, we're still having more and more cases coming in than going out involving uh, people of faith being purged from their job because of their uh, religious convictions, either not to take the jab uh, or their, their convictions not to use pronouns to students or fellow workers that violate their conscience. We have those cases popping up all over the country right now. And uh, if anyone out there needs assistance on religious freedom, parents' rights, or the sanctity of human life. We at PGI have 34 offices in 24 states. We do all our work without charge, and we don't just cherry-pick a few high-profile cases. So I encourage people, if they need assistance, please contact us. Or if they'd like to get our, our email updates, our legal insider updates um, for free, they can get those at pji.org, P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org, pji.org. So uh, just remember that Brad's there for you and so important in these days that we live in. Well, let's go ahead and go to the phones. We've got uh, quite a few people on the line here. Let's go to Ronald, Lincoln, Nebraska. Hi, welcome. Hi. Uh, My question is this, and I I don't know where it's at in the Bible, but I was at a church here a while back, a different church, and they had a lady— baptizing another lady. What what would you say Scripture says about that? I don't think there's any problem with it. Whatever you've received from the Lord, you can give. If you've been saved, you lead people to the Lord. If you've been uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, you can pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. If you've been baptized, you can baptize somebody. Uh, that, I don't believe, is usurping the authority of a male in any way. And that's the only thing, really, that we find there when Paul writes to Timothy that he would not permit a woman to usurp the authority of a man is what he's saying there. Brad, your thoughts? Yeah, and I know we we talked about this uh, a few shows ago or or a few weeks ago. Uh, But yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, We've got to be really careful as Christians not to write or expand on on things that are not there. And I think the principle you mentioned, it really captivates it well, which is what you've been given, what you've received, you can give. Uh, including uh, the gospel message, of course. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, that's not the same as uh, as it, when it talks about uh, you know as far as the, the leadership in a church in terms of the the, the pastor or the elders of a church. That's a very different. Uh, you don't have to be an elder or a pastor in order to uh, to baptize someone. Uh, just a believer and a follower of Jesus. And uh, um, that's uh, that's I think we need to see more of that ideally. Uh, more more non-ministers preaching the gospel and sharing the good news as well as uh, baptizing those who come to Christ. 
I hope that helps. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, Ron, there's nothing in the Bible that prohibits that. And I think it's we need to be very careful to add rules that aren't there. And again, um, uh, it's yeah. a blessing that this person um, not only wanted to be baptized, but that uh, this woman did it for her. So hope that helps. Stay yeah, online. Good question. Stay online. We'll uh, send you out the movie Jesus based on the book of Luke, something I think you'll really enjoy. Let's go to Ron Prescott, Arizona. Good afternoon, uh, Pastor Mike and uh, Brad. Could the rapture cause the collapse of America? Well, America is collapsing right now, even without the rapture. It's um, uh, it's just unbelievable what's happening. But Brad, I'm glad you're on the program today to answer that question. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, that's a really interesting question because logically, just analytically, those countries that have the largest proportion of believers, uh, the largest percentage of believers, um, are going to have uh, the, the bigger adjustment. Uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, situations, uh, people doing things, uh, pilots suddenly no longer there. Uh, and that's going to be uh, even more, you know, problematic in, you know, in heavy Christian countries. You know, I'd like to think, frankly, that the United States is so solid and with Christians everywhere that, you know, everything is going to be just totally topsy-turvy. Uh, unfortunately, I think, uh, you know, our, our, we don't have probably as many saved as we would like to think. Um, you know, there's many people out there who, you know, they say they're a Christian. They, they say, oh, yeah, I, I believe this. But uh, but there's no manifestation of a personal relationship with the Lord. And uh, so I think there's going to be many left behind who uh, maybe thought they were Christians, but realized that they really weren't. Uh, people who really surrendered their lives to the Lord and really put their faith uh, completely in Jesus Christ dying on the cross for their sins, but were rather uh, playing religiosity. So uh, I think America is not going to be, unfortunately, I wish it was going to be in a very dire situation after the rapture, uh, but I don't think it's going to be as dire as many people think because I, I really personally don't believe there is, is a larger per- percentage of people who are uh, believers in America that, than we uh, than we we like to think. So I, that's my my two cents. But um, it'll be interesting to, to see what happens. Like I say, America is already moving uh, very quickly in, in a downward direction. Uh, open dar- you know darkness pushing its way in our public schools, uh, pushing its way into companies, purging people of faith. We at PJ have never been as busy as we are right now, uh, and yet at the same time we have complacency in the church. And if we didn't have so much complacency, if we had more zeal and commitment and uh, by people in the, in the body of Christ, uh, I don't think it'd be as problematic. But that complacency plus the the, the, the darkness uh, moving is uh, puts our nation right now in a very uh, serious uh, situation, even before the rapture, in my opinion. So I hope that helps. Yeah, thank you much, uh, pastors. I think uh, my I think Brad is correct. There aren't as many true believers in America as everyone thinks. Oh, I I, I absolutely believe that. Um, uh, I, I always like, I, I, I use this probably almost every other day here, uh, but it's just something James Vernon McGee said. He goes, there are real believers and there are make-believers. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of make-believers out there. So anyhow, Ron, um, blessings to you. If you don't have the movie Jesus, stay in line. We'll send that out to you. And thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Linda, Tallahassee, Florida. Hi, Pastor Mike. Hi, Brad. Hi. How may um, we help? 
Well, I just first of all wanted to compliment CSN. I'm a tower keeper. CSN on the programming that you have. I love all of your programs. Uh, I love the Calvary Chapel programs that you have. Um, we get them on the a lot of them on the weekend, and I can't stay up late enough at night here down here on the Eastern Time Zone to, to hear Pastor Chuck. But I love it. And Brad, I listen to your Dacus report every weekend. <laughs> I listen to Tony Perkins on Saturday night because I can't stay up late enough to hear him. And I love the uh, Stand in the Gap program and the Chosen People program uh, at 830. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention tonight is the beginning of Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and then comes the uh, Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and then following that is Sukkot which is the Feast of Tabernacles. But anyway, my question was, uh, who do you think uh, wrote Chronicles and Kings? Which, uh, who wrote those books? Well, we don't really know. And this is one of the great mysteries. There's, there's nobody that can definitively say who wrote Kings and Chronicles. Some people believe, according to Jewish tradition, that Ezra could have written First and Second Chronicles um, and and uh, the book of Kings uh, may have been written by the prophet Jeremiah, but we don't know for sure on that. And uh, so nobody would be actually, um, I think, foolish enough to say, oh, absolutely, positively. Someday we'll know in heaven, but I think right now we don't really know. Brad, unless you've got some other insight there. Yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have no insight. I just, only comment I would make is, uh, what I find uh, really actually uh, interesting and supportive is how uh, they are very. There's a lot of overlap, uh, and uh, and yet uh, they, they just they just validate each other for uh, you know for uh, for relevancy. You know, when I was a boy, I was reading through the Bible and I I skipped. I think it was First and Second Kings, and that's just too repetitious. I don't have to waste my. But the the point is, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I encourage people don't skip any part of the Bible. Uh, but the point is. Uh, that uh, that overlap just validates um, they validate each other in a very uh, important way because it deals with such a, a large segment of history, uh, and I think it's really great that God, uh, by His grace, uh, gave us uh, not just First and Second Kings, but also First and Second Chronicles, and um, and also First and Second Samuel, and it's uh, it's a, a real blessing to to have both and have they, how they all uh, affirm each other. So I hope that helps. Yeah, um, it's amazing. One thing, real quick, it's amazing how many disasters we're having now. The Maui fire, the hurricane we just had here, and CSN was off the air for about a week here. And um, then now we have the Hurricane Lee, and we have all these floods, and it's amazing to me how how rapidly they're coming, the earthquakes and all. But anyway, y'all have a blessed evening, and thank you for taking my call. Well, Linda, it's so good, and thank you so much for being a tower keeper. If you haven't got the movie Jesus, I want to send that out to you uh, based on the book of Luke. I think you'll really enjoy that. And again, yes, it is weird. Libya, with the dam breaking, some ten to 20,000 people dead. Uh, of course, the earthquake in northern Africa uh, with about... Um, 2,000 plus dead just in this past week. So we're looking at, at a rapid now uh, 
these is these these global calamities are are coming more and more rapid. We have wars and rumors of wars. Of course, Russia and and Ukraine. You have all this stuff all over the world, all at the same time. You have the defense minister of Russia yesterday saying that the invasion of Ukraine was only the beginning of their taking more territory in their exploits. They said that uh, expect a lot more to come from Russia. Now, interestingly enough, this is one of the things that we find in Ezekiel 38 and 39, that Russia, Gog, the land of the north, is going to unite with the Arab neighbors to come against Israel in the last days. And again, yesterday, the head officials of Russia said, we want everybody to know we're on the take. Well, why is that? Well, China's economy is failing. Uh, Russia's economy is is failing. Right. The only way communism works is if you keep taking what everybody else has. And eventually, when you take everything that you can take from your own country, then you have to go on these crusades to expand your horizons. Thus, we have China now heavily eyeing Taiwan. And many people believe by the end of the year, China will make a move on Taiwan, which could cause World War III. So you got a lot of things going on right now. Jesus said, when you begin to see these things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. And again, as I've always shared, Rosh Hashanah, the last trumpet there in Jerusalem, three stars appear on Sunday night, this Sunday night, the last trumpet is blown. The sofar is blown and then goes in the seven days of waiting for Yom Kippur, the new year. And so... um, I, I think we're in some first exciting times in the days to come. And again, um, uh, I just want to tell everybody, just as Jesus said, watch and be ready. You don't know an hour your Lord's going to come. Stay online here. We'll get out the, uh, the book to uh, get the movie out to you. Let's go to Shasta, Cottonwood, Arizona. Hello, Pastor. Thank Hi. you for uh, answering my call. And hello, Brad. Uh, hello. My question was... Um, my husband had a, a job in the healthcare industry. I don't want to use their name, but they said, um, get the vaccine or we're going to cancel the patient's Medicare. He did not get the vaccine. He did walk away. And ever since then, our life has gone downhill. We did end up on our vehicles with our kids and our dogs. Um, I was grateful our kids were, you know, their eyes were open to the truth. But it's been a toll on us as a family, and I feel bad for those patients. Is there anything we can do? Brad, your thoughts? Yeah, first off, with regard to your, your husband, uh, was he was he fired or did he, did he quit? He quit, right? He was fired the next day as well. Whether he walked off the job or not, they said that you, you do have to leave. Okay, gotcha. So, uh you know, depending on how long ago that was, it probably wasn't that long ago. He uh, he might have a, a, a claim under Title VII, uh, especially if he uh, gave notice to his uh, sincere religious beliefs or convictions. If he had that, if he gave notice of that and uh, asked for an accommodation, uh, he may have uh, a case under Title VII. We at Pacific Justice, we have over 100 of those kind of cases. Some of our class action lawsuits, like against the city of San Francisco, we have about 1,000 uh, people of faith, mostly Christians who were purged uh, in that regard. They were not accommodated. Um, but separate from him, 
dealing with, uh, you said Medicare patients or Medicaid patients, um, the, the requirement for them to be vaxxed in order to be eligible for treatment or to get treatment, uh, that's a new issue for me. I have not heard of that. And I would strongly encourage uh, those individuals to uh, contact our office. We have an office right there in Tucson, Arizona, very sharp and seasoned attorney who heads up that office. And uh, I, I know uh, we'd be very interested in looking into seeing what remedies might exist uh, for that for those individuals as well. So how would she go about, Brad, uh, going on with this? Does she contact you then? Uh, how yes. does that work? Yeah, it's real uh, real simple. Just go to our webpage, which is pji.org. Once again, we have offices all across the country like no other organization. And uh, we uh, and then just go there and say request help and then fill out the information. And you want to make it really clear that you really have two issues here, one dealing with your husband, wrongful termination under Title VII potentially, depending on the facts, as I mentioned, and then number two, uh, the patient's. And ideally, he's going to need to be able to uh, provide at least one patient who'd be uh, willing to be a plaintiff to challenge it. We can't just challenge the principle of it. We have to have someone who was actually impacted in order to have what's called standing. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, both of those um, separate paragraphs make them very clear they're 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 separate. And um, and I would get that. I would do that. Just it's real simple to do on our website. P J I dot org click request help and just fill it out and and we'll uh, try to get back with you uh within uh, 72 hours if at all possible so does that help shasta yes it does thank you so much yeah there's help here for you and you need to uh, you know you guys need to understand uh, uh how long ago was this oh i would say about a year year and a half into covid so it's not been long but it's it's not been recent either. Is there any any problem with that, Brad? Yeah, well, you have um, the uh, statute of limitations uh, on the federal level, but then you also have the statute of limitations on a, on a state level. You can go different, two different routes. Our legal team will be able to look at your situation, uh, your state, and look at the uh, the statute of limitations uh, that, that apply with state and federal. It's important that we look at both. Because uh, you could lose um, the statute of limitations for one uh, venue, like federal, but still have it available on, on the state side and vice versa. So, um, but you definitely want to move on that as soon as possible. Yeah, quickly so. as possible. Shasta, you want to do that? And that music means we're coming up on a break. Stand line, Shasta. We'll get out uh, the movie Jesus to you, but get a hold of them as quickly as you can. And then. Um, we're going to come back for more on the other side of the break with a whole lot more to every man and answer coming up right after this. We'll be right back. More than ever, pastors need to feel people's love and support. Over the last few years, many pastors have seriously considered leaving their church. But 1 Thessalonians 5.12 instructs all churches and all Christians to show and share their deep appreciation for those who minister to them. There is no better time to do this than Pastor Appreciation Month in October. And there's no better way to do it than using the easy as one, two, three, bless your pastor materials that are available for free at blessyourpastor.org. That's blessyourpastor.org. Plus, the great news is that if your church uses the one, two, three, bless your pastor materials, the pastors at your church will be offered a $300 scholarship application to attend a family life weekend to remember marriage retreat. 
What a blessing this will be to your pastors and their spouses. For free materials, go to blessyourpastor.org. That's blessyourpastor.org. This is Brant along with Sherry here. And so you hear me doing these spots for MediShare, and Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brant, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real, I actually do. I'm not just saying stuff. So family, friends ask me about it. I'm like, yes, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people. My experience has been, MediShare has been fantastic for me. It's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways, honestly. Yeah. And see, a lot of people who've switched tell me that it's the same reaction. They're very, very happy with it. And it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money. I would tell people, look into it. Yep. Uh, So really, for reals, uh, if you want to talk to them, they're great to talk to. I think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it. So um, you do the phone number. I'm actually tired of doing all the phone numbers. Yeah. Okay. Call now. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Nice job. Thanks. I want to welcome you back to part two of To Every Man and Answer here on this Friday afternoon. Once again, if you're in the Southern area, I'd love to see you on Sunday morning. Starts at 10 o'clock in person, 1030 on the radio, Mountain Time. We're going through the book of Acts, chapter 19, looking at the seven sons of Sceva. Yeah, you know, sometimes we think, well, you know, if you just have a big enough gang, you can overcome it. No, we're going to find out what happens when you talk the talk, but you don't have the walk. And so a uh, pretty interesting uh, study this Sunday morning. I want to invite you to tune in and listen. Joining me today again, we have with us Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute, who helps people get really justice in a world that seems to be so contrary to the average citizen anymore. You know, Brad, we see it all the time where tyrannical government seems to be the norm now. And uh, as I've said before, if we see them doing these kinds of things to a former president, President Trump, where does that leave any of us? Your thoughts? Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right on that one. You know, when this first came out, I really tried to be objective and, you know, and, and say, OK, well, you know, maybe there is some kind of evidence out there. Let's see if it is. You know, people all make mistakes. We all have our that sinful nature. Maybe you know, there is something out there. And I looked and I read and I read and and uh, Dr. Allen uh, uh, he, um, from the um, Harvard anyway uh, he uh, and others you know he's he's from on the, on the left and and others um, Dershowitz Alan Dershowitz uh, you know made it very clear that this is just tyranny but the fact is the evidence is not there it is simply not there and these cases all four of them. Are outrageous, and the good news is that the overwhelming majority of Americans, including from both parties, ironically, are in agreement that this is politically driven, not justice driven, and that shows you where we are. Uh, the good news is that the American people, the majority, see it as such. The bad news is, if this results in uh, the the absence of, the, of we the people being able to choose who we want as president, um, we can see tremendous chaos in a massive downward spiral uh, in the uh, with the United States as we know it today. 
Um, and so that's that's a real concern. But you're you're absolutely right. The evidence just simply is not there to support any of these four cases. And unfortunately, if they had uh, only one of them is there. What I call a fair trial went out of Florida. A fair judge. He's going to have a, a fair jury of his peers. You know, reasonable jury. Uh, the others are, are will have a, a jury almost completely stacked against him. And you're going to have and you have judges and prosecutors that are uh, clearly on the other side, very very biased. Um, so it's 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 going to be a, a very challenging time for our nation moving forward if we lose total trusting in our uh, our judicial system and and equal treatment and equal justice under the law. Uh, and it'll also discourage a lot of people from running for office, Christians and others, uh, realizing if they do, then the government's just going to come after them and. We'll be, we're just like, you know, no better than Venezuela, Cuba, Russia, Russia, or any other totalitarian country. Now, what about Joe Biden and the proof of him taking money from China, uh, which is a high crime? It's all the bank records are there. Uh, what about that? Is Why isn't this being prosecuted? Well, uh, as far as the, on the federal level, we're talking about the Department of Justice. Well, uh, the uh, gardener who heads up the... Uh, Department of Justice. I mean, he's just a, a political hack for for Biden, and I don't say that just you know flippantly. I mean, no, that that's what he's proven. He's so he's not uh, he's not out there to objectively do his job and his duty to make sure that there is proper enforcement of law, equal protection. No, so he's not bringing any action against the president, and and yet the evidence is glaring. It is not circumstantial. Uh, it is all the, you know, the, the dots are all connected now. He and his son were uh, financially uh, making money unreported. Uh, I, I, ironically, with through our enemies, uh, China, but also Russia, uh, Ukraine at the time uh, through their corruption. So uh, this is the this isn't even debatable. It's now just a matter of whether or not the Republicans in the House are going to want to uh, move forward with impeachment. If they do. They know politically, in the, in the long run, it may be to their disadvantage. And if it goes to the Senate, the Senate's in control with the Democrats, and they'll probably snuff it. Uh, so there's a, a lot of political tacticians taking place here because of who's in control of the Senate uh, and the White House. Uh, that said, uh, Americans want justice. And I do believe, in the end, we will see justice in this matter. Uh, it may just take uh, someone uh, different in the White House and someone different occupying the Department of Justice. Crazy days, indeed. Back to the phones we yeah. go. We have Brenda on the line, Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have a friend that is um, fascinated by NDE near-death experience programs. Mm-hmm. He's convinced that these people are true believers. And um, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on these programs or ministries. I'm not sure how to respond to her. Well, you know, the Bible doesn't uh, go into a lot of depth. Now, I myself, I've been dead for two minutes, uh, flatlined uh, because of uh, what's called the widowmaker heart attack. Um, I didn't see anything. I knew I was at peace, though, because, uh, you know, that relationship with God, that peace that passes all understanding was a wonderful thing. But I do know people that have had experiences like that. And I believe to a certain point it's probably true. However, I have also heard people that are not Christians saying that they have died. Some find themselves going down a black hole screaming to come back to life. Others saying, oh, I was there on the hills of heaven, skipping through the posies. 
So I really can't teach or really have much of an opinion on someone else's personal experience because we have no way to really validate it. Now, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul, he said, I was caught up into the third heaven and I beheld God in his glory. Whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Some people believe this is where he was uh, taken out and stoned because of his relationship with God, him being very vocal in his relationship with God. And and uh, so uh, after you know they got in stoning him, they thought he was dead, they went back into town. Uh, this is where Paul gets up, dusts himself off, and then goes back into town as well. But he said, whether in the body I don't know or out of the body I don't know, but I beheld God in his glory. Now, He was caught up in the third heaven. There are not three levels of heaven. Please, everybody, understand this. This does not fit with anywhere else in the Bible. But Paul was addressing a Grecian-Roman culture. And the Romans believed, the Grecians believed, that there were the heavens where the birds fly, the atmosphere. Then there was the heavenly bodies, the sun, moon, cosmos, stars. And then there was the third heaven where the gods dwelt. And so Paul wanted to make it very clear that he was caught up into the third heaven where God was, and he beheld him there in his glory. And he said this, it would be a crime for me to try to explain what I saw. In other words, it was so glorious, so amazing, I could not do it justice. It would be a crime for me to try to put it in earthly terms how wonderful it was. It would not be right for me to do that because it goes beyond our words of, of, of explanation. But yet I find people today that have had these after-death experiences and they write whole books about it and all these different things. And here you have Paul who wrote uh, a good percentage of of the you know the largest percentage probably of any other writer in the New Testament saying it would be a crime for him to try to describe what heaven was like, and yet you have these other people saying, oh I, you know I died and you know there I was and I saw this angel riding around on a dog and you know I mean all kinds of absolutely insane things. So. I have to really, really be careful of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say what someone else's experience, whether it was true or not. I don't know. I can tell you it's wrong if it con- uh, contradicts Scripture. If person is a not a born-again believer and, oh, he's up there and it's so fun. and He's having a kegger with all of his buddies in the back of his favorite old pickup. Oh, man. No, I can say that person's a liar. Uh but some of these other ones, I, I don't want to say, but I would never teach it because we, we don't teach experience. We're to teach God's word. Paul right. said it would be a crime for him to describe what he saw. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, that, um, you know, the, the, the scripture, I, I, I sort of look at it when I, and things like this is first asking the question, does the scripture say it couldn't happen? Well, no, uh, and any side of the Apostle Paul, that's that's a possibility. He could have been out of the body. Paul wasn't sure, so that would be an example of, of it possibly happening. However, 
Um, we cannot put our faith and our trust in someone uh, and their experience. Uh, you know, when I was uh, you know, in the hospital struggling to live after a major auto accident in critical condition, uh, you know, I felt the presence of Jesus with me. Um, and I felt a, a peace and a joy. I didn't leave my body. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone though to say, you know, to ever put their face in the Lord based upon my experience. That was something that God blessed me with, with a time of, of, uh, you know, very close to, to, to facing death. Uh, but the key is, is for us to focus on our personal relationship with the Lord and not to, to rest on other people's relationship with the Lord without where, where God moved or did this or did that by his grace for, for that uh, particular person. Uh, I agree. We have to go back to the word. Um, I think that frankly, there may be people out there who are making, you know, possibly making up things, wolves and sheep clothing. We know that's going to happen. And in second Timothy chapter three, uh, it's, it's talked all about those who are the deceivers and deceiving themselves being deceived. And uh, so we've got to be very cautious and not just blindly go and buy this book and buy that book. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've heard some crazy things out there. It's uh, we, we'd have to really, you know, I saw just recently someone pushing a book saying that, you know, he uh, saw this vision and an angel took him to heaven and he was in this library and there was a fiction part of the heavenly library and a literary part, all these other parts. And but there's a special part and, you know, things that just, just, you know, you just in your gut, you think that just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Why would there be a fictional part of God's library when God is truth and complete truth I don't know. I, so you, we just need to be very careful, not, not allow ourselves to be taken advantage of. And I think there's many people that unfortunately that, that fall prey, prey into that. So I hope that helps, Brenda. Um, yes. And, and I guess just pray for me to have some of the words I've tried to talk to her, like you said, about Second Timothy and being deceived. And so far it's falling on deaf ears. So um, I'm, I'm concerned that there's a gullibility there that um, I'm not reaching somehow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the thing you have to remember: Matthew four four says um, that we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, you know, we remember uh, Paul writing he, to Timothy: "Teach the word." Well, what else would you teach? A bunch of junk. And these personal experiences cannot be taught. It's interesting. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, but it's not provable. And because it's not provable, I'm under, we're under, we as Christians are under no obligation to take what they're saying as authentic or true. We right. live by the word of God. And they can distort these things. And like I say, I've heard crazy things. I've heard some that I believe could be legitimate. I've heard others that are absolutely pure heretical. So right. the best thing to do is just go back to God's word and stay there. It's so amazing to me. They'll reject the Bible, but they'll get into the book of Enoch. Or they'll reject the Bible, and they'll get into the, 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 the prophecies of Edward Casey or, or Notre Dame. You know, just go back to the Bible. You're going to be in such better shape. I hope that helps, dear. Yes, thank you very much. Brenda, stay online. We'll send you out the movie Jesus. I think you'll enjoy that. Let's go to Carrie. Glendive, Montana. Hi, welcome. Yes, hi, brothers. Thank you for taking my call. My uh, question mainly is for Brad. Hi, Brad, brother. Um, I was wondering, with all of the 
known facts now um, where the Biden uh, administration is under an impeachment inquiry and the media, the mainstream media has been so organized criminals and not revealing to us American citizens the truth about anything. In fact, I think they're bought and paid for also by some individuals. And is there any ramifications? Are they considered organized criminals that we could take action against the mainstream media? Hey, real quick, Brad, and I'd like to just put this in there with her. Remember a few uh, months ago or weeks ago, you know, cocaine found in the White House. Absolutely it was found. And then magically, the story just vanished from the American papers. Why did that vanish? This was a high crime in the White House and nothing more was said about it. The American news media, again, lets the American people down every single time to tell them the truth of what's going on. Your thoughts? Uh, You are correct. And our news media is not what it used to be. Uh, The days of Frank Reynolds at ABC, uh, where I could listen to it and watch it and be confident that I'm I'm getting accurate information. That's, that's totally gone. Uh, And uh, unfortunately um, it's very difficult to in any way prosecute a news media source uh, based on the fact that they withheld information or provided distorted information or even false information, they can be sued for libel and slander. Um, but it's very uh, difficult to do that, especially if they're, if it's a person of a, a public figure who's making the allegation of libel and slander, uh, they have to show not only that the information was uh, factually incorrect, not just an opinion, but factually incorrect and that the reporter knew that it was not correct. And the reporter did this, uh, with a malicious intent, that's very, very difficult for a public figure to prove. And that's usually what we're talking about when we're talking about these kind of, uh, you know, errant reporting of the news regarding people like uh, Donald Trump and uh, and how he's uh, things are not being, you know, treating, he's not treated fairly in the media. So it's very difficult to do that. However, what we can do is we can uh, be supportive of those news media outre- uh, uh, outlets, et cetera, that are providing it. Uh, for example, I don't even watch Fox News much anymore. I usually watch uh, Newsmax. Um, I found Newsmax is more reliable. Uh, programming on like things like the CSN network, you know, it's, it's very reliable. It's not beholden to any, to George Soros or anyone else. Uh, so, uh, and then also like, uh, newsletters and things like we have a, a newsletter called the Legal Insider talking all about our cases. Most of our cases, they don't get reported on in the news. Uh, even though they're very significant uh, precedent-setting cases, constitutional cases, uh, and people, I, I encourage them to to make an, an effort to to uh, not just look at mainstream media, but uh, get multiple sources of media and news. Um, if there is libel and slander, it's more likely going to be a case involving an individual who's not a public figure, uh, who's having a, a a misrepresentation. We've seen that happen uh, before, and those individuals were able to sue. And, uh, and do very well um, in their litigation. Public figures, though, is, is much more difficult for the reasons I stated. So I hope that helps. Oh, it does. Thank you so much. And the fact is, it's not so much about money. I think if there was a class action suit where millions of Americans would get involved and be, have the confidence to know that we could just put these people on notice. And hopefully, you know, um, Jay Sekulow 
25 years ago helped me sue the IRS, which my family and friends thought I was a nut because they said, you can't do that. Well, I did, and we beat the pants off the IRS. So um, these people are bullies, and they get away with these crimes. I think it's a crime to lie. I think it's a crime yeah. to deceive and conceal the truth. Mm-hmm. And they take yeah, an oath I, I, like a doctor. Well, yeah. and, they, and the way I, they I, word it, you know, like like I, I, I watched the thing. It said uh, uh, states and how they raid on gun laws. And Idaho got an F, but California got an A. Actually, everyone, California gets an F and Idaho gets the A. It depends on who's writing the story. If you're talking right. about personal American freedom, Idaho, Georgia, uh, Florida, these are all A states. If you're talking about tyrannical government like Russia and China took away weapons from all their people, well, see, that's the difference. It's who's writing the story. They don't report the news, everyone. The American news media is totally rotten. All they do, listen, it's advocacy journalism. And they're in the tank with the One World Order, the Democratic Communist Party, and this is what they report. They will distort news. They will lie. They will cheat. They will not tell you. Again, what happened to the cocaine in the White House? High crime, all hushed. This is the stuff we live with under the KGB Pravda News Agency. These are the problems that we're running into in America right now. And it's hard to find what's really the truth is. You know, Brad, what what do you think's the best way? Because you, you can't get anything true from the media. They're, they've, got, they've got their communist one world order slant in almost every single uh, story that they write. And again, the stories that indict these people, like the cocaine, as an example, cleverly removed. Your thoughts? Right. Yeah, there are uh, new new platforms out there that are uh, making an impact. Even Elon Musk taking over Twitter, uh, that's very significant. Then we also have, I think it's the new uh, the Truth um, Network, or you know, it's out there uh, as well. Uh, I do want to say it, it is encouraging uh, recently to find that the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, upheld uh, a finding by the lower court that uh, the White House. Uh, the Department of uh, the FBI and several agencies of the federal government violated the First Amendment when they uh, colluded and pressured and influenced um, major media sources like Facebook and uh, et cetera, to, uh, YouTube, to uh, not uh, allow information to go forward to the, to the people about COVID, the studies, anything that was negative. Uh, they were uh, oppressing it, and and the court said, the Fifth Circuit said, "Hey, you can't do that, government. You can't pressure uh, private media to withhold information. That is censorship. That violates the First Amendment because the government cannot uh, censor." And uh, that was a very very important case. We'll hopefully uh, keep them in check in the future, uh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But that was a very, very important ruling that came down recently by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Hope that helps. It does. Thank you, and God bless. And I am a member, uh, uh, monthly donor of CSN. Thank you, Pastor Mike, brother. Keep up the good fight. 
Thank you for your labor of love, and we're praying always for you. Thank you very much for taking my call. Carrie, thank you for supporting CSN, and again, for all of you that are listening that support CSN and the programmers, hey, thank you. Again, we could never do it without you. It takes all of us together, like I, t- like I tell people, just our tower rents, just to rent space on these towers is about a quarter of a million dollars a month. And um, I'll tell you, I, I just... I just have to give it to God because if I had to worry about that, I, I couldn't I couldn't drink enough coffee to stay up enough hours to worry about that. But it's something that, you know, God does and something we can all do together. Because when it all collapses, our money ain't going to be worth anything anyway. So might as well use what we got while we got it to do what we got to do for God while we can. And I, I really believe that is so important in the days we're in. And Carrie, thank you again for uh, your support, your prayers as well as all of you that do that as well. Well, let's go to Renee, Northern, North Carolina. Sorry. Hi, and welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I know time's short, so I'll be quick. This is for Brad. Constitutionally, is there anything individual state legislatures can do to stop a central bank digital currency from being imposed on their states? Uh, yes. Uh, and in fact, we at Pacific Justice Institute were, uh, have encouraged uh, governors, and particularly the governor of South Dakota, uh, to not sign legislation that would allow their UCC rules, uh, commerce rules, to be able to codes uh, uh, to allow for digital currency in transactions uh, in the the forms of uh, the state of South Dakota. The, the governor went ahead and vetoed that a number of uh, red states, freedom-loving states, have done the same uh, and uh, have resisted uh, the attempts to have that just uh, slid in there, you know, nice and smooth without people noticing. Well, the governors have been flagged on it. Uh, so a number of states are doing that. I think that's going to slow it down. Uh, unfortunately, what we're seeing, though, is uh, the federal government and this particular administration uh, specifically uh, is moving full steam uh and uh, for the digital currency, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's a very uh, serious situation. We, we potentially could lose a lot of freedom, and, uh, and the government can control our lives uh, all the more uh, if this uh, goes through. That's a, a very, uh, very big concern. Yeah, Joe Biden, without any approval of the uh, Senator House, approved this measure about a, a little more than a year and a half ago. And what's right. bad about it is they can just reach over, flip the switch, you're broke. <laughs> Nothing you can do right. about it. And this is what is absolutely terrifying. Talk about losing your freedoms. Hey, listen, Jesus said this. He said, when you begin to see these things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. And friends, I pray that every day you take every opportunity God presents to you to share the gospel, because I have a feeling we're not going to be here a whole lot longer. Well, here, there, or in the air, we're going to be with the Lord. Brad, thanks so much for being on the program. And I stay in line, send you out the movie Jesus. Rhonda and Madison, please call us back. We'll put you on first thing on Monday. Again, pji.org if you need to know more about Brad's ministry. God bless you all. Have a to safe find weekend. Out more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1 800 357 4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. 
to Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 